0: My name is Scout. I am the older sister. You know, I just say it all the time. And I think I have this inherent need for everybody to know that I'm older than you. And I'm not sure why. But when we ask people who we are first meeting who's older or, who, or who's younger, they always say that you're
1: older. I know. I don't understand because I give off the most juvenile energy of all time. So I don't understand.
0: Do you think it's because I look young? People tell me I look very young. Well,
1: (laughs) must be nice, Scout.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's not nice. I don't really want to look like a 22-year-old, you know? But people, like, I remember when I would go, I would be, like, 24, right? And I would ask for a pack of cigarettes, don't smoke, sisters, I don't do that anymore. And they would, every single time at the gas station, be like, yeah, I'm going to need to see some ID. And it was 18 to smoke. And I would show it to them, and They'd literally every every single time say, I literally thought you were 15. Whoa. Maybe you just have a baby face. You're also very short. Yeah. That's also something that I'm kind of coming to terms of. But anyways, this week, sisters, I got my second vaccine. And let me tell you something about Moderna hell. Let me tell you something about that Fauci-ouchie. Oh, my God. Uh, Fauci-ouchie. That was the first time I ever heard that. And I
1: was peeing laughing. Fauci-ouchie. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so I was very blessed that I did not get full-on shivers shakes all of that stuff. I had a little bit of it, but it is, you know, I've had I got the vaccine 4 or 5 days ago and I'm just having some brain fog. Like mm-hmm. cognitively, cognitively, it is difficult for me or not difficult for me. I'm just not my sharpest. I'm not my sharpest and I feel fine. I just feel tired. I don't know if that is a side effect cognitive uh,
1: a decrease in cognitive ability is one of the side effects of uh, the vaccine. So uh, I think you're just blaming the vaccine on you being tired five days later. Because what I've Absolutely heard from not. it, it is what I've heard from the second vaccine, I'm getting mine this week so let's all pray for meds. Uh, but I have Pfizer and I, honestly people say oh Pfizer's better but I every one of my friends has been sick. Every single one. And what they say is it's Really, only like a twelve-hour window where they're they feel so so sick, and then they just are jump back to normal. It it within a minute, it's like, oh, I'm fine.
0: Yeah, that wasn't my case. I think Moderna is a little bit different. It kind of lingered. Like I was fine thirty six hours later, and then it kind of came back for a few hours the next day. It's kind of just been this lingering fatigue, sluggish situation, but with all of us getting vaccinated i feel like at the same time it was pandora's box one of us got it and the whole fucking country got it it feels like there's definitely a different air and there's definitely a different emotional feeling that oh, I feel like it's people hope. people keep saying that oh yeah well we're in quarantine i don't feel quarantine like quarantine for me not that i'm being irresponsible and going out to raves and sitting inside in a crowd full of people But I feel as if energetically the idea of quarantine is not is not what I'm feeling anymore.
1: No, I think I think it's I mean, I'm still I don't leave this apartment. So I'm I feel quarantined in the way in the reason that we're working from home still. Um, But no, the fear has definitely subsided, which is was the biggest, I think, The the fear of the unknown was such a thing that lingered throughout all of 2020 and I think was the cause of most of our anxieties about all of this. And now there is a known. Like, like it feels hopeful.
0: Yeah, it does feel hopeful. And I think maybe my work from home situation is more permanent. So I closed down my office with Scott's agency. And so... Working from home for me is just how I'm going to be living the rest of my days out potentially. And so in that sense, yes, I'm home every day, but I feel – I know people keep saying the new normal, quote-unquote, but I feel as if it's not the new normal anymore. It's just the normal. This is just the way my life well, yeah, is, and people have shifted. so beautiful.
1: Yeah, people have shifted. I mean, I'm probably going to have to go back into an office, and I am dreading – I'm dreading it. It's I so interesting because we were dreading. You. We were literally dreading – moving like working from home and now we've all become comfortable so we'll adjust and it'll you know it'll work itself out but it is very it is a scary thought to go back in yeah, you know for the I biggest reason this is the biggest reason um because I realized that I mean I always have been like so bloated and you know everything so after lunch I always have to lay on my stomach on my bed and I can't do that in an office very unprofessional you know
0: what? I'm just going to say something about your work environment. I have a feeling that there's a couch that you can do such things.
1: You, okay, you want me to lay on my stomach on a couch in the middle of an office. You've obviously yes, never in the been. Of your you've office. obviously. What are you talking about? You have obviously never been to an office. You can't yeah, just I've lay. I've never worked in
0: an office. You
1: can't just. Lay in the lobby in the couches.
0: I mean, I don't understand why not. I don't (laughs) think it's like a big deal. Like you're just taking a five minute break. Oh, it's no, it's like 30 minutes. Like it's a full digestive. Well bring your little laptop, work on your stomach, (laughs) la la la. You know, it'll be cute. You can dangle your feet in the air.
1: It'll be cute. Yeah. So that's going to be something I'm going to have to navigate when I go back into the work environment is how I deal with the blotation that happens
0: very frequently throughout the day. Huh. Well, I think that one thing that work environments are going to have to implement is a laxer uh, dress code so that sweatsuits can still be involved into the um, everyday no, work yeah. attire.
1: Sweatsuit sweatsuits is business casual at this point. Like it it is business <laughs> sweatsuits
0: casual. Sweatsuits is business casual <laughs> We are <laughs> You're gonna I'm gonna host a cocktail party, sisters, and the attire is gonna say business casual. casual. Everyone's gonna come It's like Mini kitten heels and cute blazers, and Mad's going to show up straight in a sweatsuit.
1: Honestly, the type of sweatsuits that I own are so elevated and so luxurious that its it should be, for the amount that I pay for these sweatsuits, it needs to be considered business casual. That is all I'm saying.
0: Okay, so I'm actually at this point in my life where I would like to invest in another sweatsuit. <gasps> and I'm having difficulties, and I don't know why I haven't reached out to you. This has kind of been something lingering in my mind for the past yeah, month, hello. maybe two You months. have
1: access to the sweatsuit queen.
0: I know, and I ask you where you get them from, and then I fucking go to Aritzia, and I don't see the one that you have. And then I go to... What's that one place that sells um, outdoor, not outdoor voices, our, our world, whatever? Entire world. I went world. there. Entire world. I went there. They don't have a sweatsuit available. I'm just, I went to Mad Happy. The one I have is the one I only want on that website. It's just been a really struggle for me because <laughs> I keep going to websites and not finding the one that I want. And I'm, I'm getting, truly I'm getting defeated. I'm getting wow. discouraged. There is not a day
1: that I do not see a sweatsuit that I want to purchase. And I, I I am having the opposite of the problem. I have plethora. There are too many that I want. Um, you know, you actually, you should have asked me because Setactive just released their whole new Basics line and they have the best sweatsuits and they're probably all gone because they sell out in minutes, so...
0: I know. And then maybe it's the commitment issue of spending like $180 on a sweatsuit oh, yeah, that it's I'm commitment. having a little bit of difficulty with.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So now that I know, this is what, Scout, like you know this. You're supposed to say your desires out into the world, into the universe. And now that I am aware
0: of this desire of yours, I'm going to look out for you. Like, why okay, didn't you so put this out let in let the me universe for Well, let me give you the specificities of my wish list here. I want something in the $120 range total-ish. Kay. We can do it. Yeah, we can I do like, it. I like your brown one that you have. I think it's from Aritzia. Yep. I love that vibe. Mm-hmm. The Mad Happy one is great. It's the chunky, clunky, bigger one. Yep. But I think I want one that's a little little thinner, potentially, like the Aritzia brown one Got it. that you have. Got it. That's really exactly what I want. So if you could text me options. Great. I would appreciate it because I'm failing miserably. Okay, I took notes.
1: I took mental notes. Uh yeah.
0: And what does this say about me that after quarantine I'm interested in such purchases? I
1: yeah. You're you've always not really been on the pulse, so maybe this is
0: I'm going to negate that completely. I am not on the pulse because I am a classic minimalistic You can still be on The
1: Pulse. You can still be on The Pulse if you're a classic and minimalistic.
0: Okay. Well, I just buy things. (laughs) Whatever. I buy a black... Like, me... My version of a sweatsuit is a black silk midi skirt. (laughs) That is literally what I have worn in this past year more than any other outfit. So, I wear, like, a black silk (laughs) midi slip skirt with a white oversized crop top. Done. uh,
1: our scout you're an anomaly never change hags never change um wow i i could not think of anything less that i would want to wear and like i would not be caught dead even if i was like dressing up and going out there's no way oh silk midi no 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 the fupa Why? is alive and well it's
0: it's flowy, it's comfy, it's not restrictive, it's elevated, it's sophisticated, it can be casual, and it could be a little fancy. It's just like that, you know when they say day to night? Oh, God. It is God. the day to night staple. Oh, no. All right. Wow. Now I understand what that means. Day oh. to night. You just change the shoes and you put a jacket on and all of a sudden you're fancy. Now I get it. Uh. That is my wow. My mind's kind of blown because I've always wondered what the fuck that means. And now I know it's the black midi silk skirt. My
1: version of that is a sweatsuit. And then you switch the sweatpants for oversized jeans. And you still wear the Birkenstocks.
0: Can we talk about this real quick? Because we grew up in the same household. And technically, (laughs) yes, we could share closets to a certain extent. We're not like we're not complete polar opposites right away. You, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, you gravitate, or I'll start with me. Oh. I gravitated towards a lot more high-end fashion forward kind of, I suppose you could say highbrow-ish types of style. And then you're just so good about the street trend yeah. pulse situation. Streetwear, And it's so interesting because in that sense, we are so different.
1: Um, both equally chic. Uh I don't think one is better than the other. Yeah, I am on the pulse and you are more of the timeless. Hmm. That's how it's gonna Excellent. go.
0: Excellent. Um, okay, sisters, before we get into this episode, I just wanted to let you know that I launched a mental health challenge, which is really exciting. It started two days ago, but you can still join. There's lots of things that happen. I'll put the link in the show notes. But basically, You get an email from me every single day with one five-minute free resource tool mindset shift daily ritual that you can implement that day. You get added to my close friends where I'm going to be doing exclusive mental health content, and I'm going live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on my Instagram Mads, I saw you signed up. Is it because you wanted in on my close friends?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Um, This is probably a good place to say that
1: we if you want to be on the okay sis close friends it's popping over there so just slide into our dms and we'll add you dude
0: close friends is the motherfucking strategy i and i was the one that told you on close friends
1: i told it to you please give me the credit i told it to you
0: okay i literally said i literally
1: said oh my god a new community strategy Adding to to close friends. Oh my god! I
0: <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. Um, but I'm going to tell you what sealed Thank you. the deal, Thank and you. this is the universe talking. So you said that to me, right? And as I was planning my challenge, I was like, should I do a secret Facebook group, or like, how do I have sort of like a close community extra content pillar, whatever? And so I went in Clubhouse, and I saw this girl who's going to be in my Clubhouse, and we were talking, whatever. So I went into her clubhouse room and they were talking about IG lives and Facebook lives. And so my question was, do I do IG live or Facebook live? Like with this challenge, I was trying to figure it out. And so I asked the question asking what they recommended. And she said, actually, I wouldn't do any of that. I would put everybody on the challenge in your close friends. Yep and you had just told me that like 2 days later and then it just blew my mind that this was such an incredible way to bring community together in a kind of very specific specific way. Yep. So I am I'm loving it because Instagram stories feels doesn't it it, feel, it doesn't feel so personal but close friends feels like a direct Oh yeah, check. direct line of
1: communication. Yep. We are always looking for new community
0: building platform so oh, yes yeah I agree okay let's talk about this episode we did a swap sisters with the whiskey and water podcast the best two podcast ladies. name oh yeah such a good podcast name these two ladies are fucking fire like I look at them and I'm like how do you how are you you know business lady fucking killing it how are you killing it on your Instagram photos how are you Lifting the weights that you're lifting in the gym. They are just this example of these women that do it all. Do it all.
1: Jessica and Olivia, they are precious gems. They live in Miami. They're Miami babes and they're on OnlyFans, which we get into a lot this episode, dissecting and asking all of the questions and getting all the tea behind OnlyFans because we really have not talked to someone who is on OnlyFans. We don't, we, I think we're like part of the OnlyFans community. Today.
0: Oh, is this our initiation into the OnlyFans community? (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. I think Jessica and Olivia are going to bring us with them. But these women are – I just – after – actually, I said this to them offline, I think, after we had our swap because their episode actually launches today as well, sisters, so go check us out on their episode. After we started recording, I was just like, you guys are so rad because you have – you know that expression like beauty and brains? These women are so hot, and they're such hustlers at the same time, and they break barriers – over what women can and cannot do. Yeah. So women can have an account on OnlyFans and do the, you know, kind of the traditional sexier type of content, and they can be super, super fucking badass business women yeah. who get at it. They have their own agency, they run their own podcast, they're incredible at Instagram content, kind of monetizing that whole situation, and. They're on OnlyFans. Yep. It was just so cool because I think that sometimes we put women in a box. They're either hot or they're either smart or they're either funny or they're either this. And to see women, as Mads and I always say on OK that we're multifaceted, to see these women coming forward with all of their multifaceted passions, talents, and strengths and packing, packaging it up in one beautiful little bow, which is themselves, is fucking awesome. Hot hustlers. What a great slogan for that I'm a hot hustler can you I can are. I, can I cut myself in that yeah do you think I'm a hot hustler like if you look at you know the you know I the, can, the idea yeah, I hustler, can am yeah I can
1: it yeah because I can see your bra right now and it's like full force I could see your entire
0: cleavage in your cup bra coupe bra. <laughs> And uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> sorry that I am trying to get in touch with my body and to know her on a deeper level. And therefore, okay, in wait, knowing the, the her, the, I am. The, sup- the people on
1: Zoom don't need to see it. I'm sorry. You can get in touch, but we don't need to be looking down your shirt. I can see your whole bra. <laughs> what
0: is going on? I mean, I don't know. Okay, seriously, I have. Scott, you could never work in an office.
1: You think people just lay around on the couches and <laughs> you can see your bra.
0: If if I had the option, if it was legal to walk outside without a brown t-shirt on, like free the nip is my mission. I just don't. I truly, truly like, you know, me, I'm going to be breastfeeding when I'm pregnant and have a child all over the fucking place without without. Without a cover. Like, it's on, man. My (laughs) boobs are done being, being, you know, restricted. Yeah. Yes, I'm done. So, yeah. It's really interesting because you subscribe to the Hot
1: Girl Summer all year round. I am like, I want more cover up the better. I want more clothes on. I do not want one inch of my skin showing. It is so interesting. Like, you – even in the dead of winter are wearing a fucking tank top and flip-flops. I don't understand you. Like, I need to Matt, be you in tight clothing. I cannot. I want a flowy. I, <laughs>
0: Mads, first of all, <laughs> did you pull your microphone away? We're working on this, sorry, remember? Sorry, sorry. Second of all, we live in Southern California. It is literally 75, I'm 77 degrees outside. I'm wearing a tank top because I'm – and I'm schwitzy. I'm schwitzy in the tank top.
1: I'm just pointing out that you look into your closet and choose the tight clothing for the hot girl summer. And I am always in pursuit of how can I wear a sweatsuit in 85 degree weather? How can I make this happen for myself? And you know what the answer is? Air conditioning. Okay, now let's move on
0: to this episode. (laughs) Okay, I don't even, how long have we been, oh, we've been talking for a while. Okay, sisters. (laughs) Uh I actually don't really feel like we've been recording a podcast episode at all. So we hope this made sense. But enjoy this episode and of course go to Whiskey and Water, give those ladies some love. We are so happy they are now in our community, in our network, as friends. And uh seeing on OnlyFans, I don't know. T B D. We'll let you know. Bye <laughs> sisters. Sisters, sisters, sister, sisters. Let's talk about glasses, sunglasses. Cool glasses, the glasses brands I have been wearing exclusively for over six years.
1: Obviously, we are talking about Warby Parker. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at $95, which is just the best, don't you think? Including prescription lenses. Sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also
0: available. We have to talk about their home try-on kit. I took their quiz online for style recommendations, picked out my fave top frames I wanted to try on. They were delivered to my doorstep. I got to play around with each, FaceTiming Mads to get her opinion, of course. And when I landed on the winner, the right-in nutmeg crystal, you've seen me wearing them all over IG stories, all I had to do was put the box of five glasses back in the mail, and my very own pair of right frames came back to my doorstep with my prescription in them and everything.
1: Yeah, I have never seen a more Scout pair of glasses, to be honest. And my winner from my home try-on kit was the Percy frames in Stripe sassafras, which really says a lot about my personality, if you ask me. So sisters, we want you to get in on the Warby Parker action. Try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ship's free and includes a prepaid return shipping label so you could try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash okay sis
0: yes you heard it right try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash okay sis okay sisters back to the episode Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15.
1: Go ahead and treat yourself from luxurious skincare to meaningful self care. You deserve it.
2: Hey, 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 hey,
1: hey, hey. 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 What's up, y'all? <gasps> Hi, guys. Hi. Oh my God. Podcasting sisters. Oh, we're so happy to be here.
0: I know we're excited. I want to move to Miami because I was looking at Zillow as I often do and the prices look great. The houses look great and I I don't mean to scare you, but my husband said. What Miami are you looking at? Prices look great. Better than California. Okay. Way better than Uh, California. I mean, you can get like a beachfront property or have a beautiful view of the ocean for under a million dollars, which is just absurd and not. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. That doesn't happen here. Not in Miami. I mean,
2: maybe like north.
3: Maybe like
0: north. Or an apartment building for sure. In like a condo. Yeah, yeah. in a condo. But my husband said that Miami's (laughs) going to be underwater in 20 years. It is and like 20 is, years. Yeah. yeah, but they
3: also said that like 10 years ago.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, let's let's do it. Okay, we're let's ready. do the fucking thing. So, if we yeah. if we got right into it, but we have Jessica and Olivia here from Whiskey and Water, which just off the bat, one of my favorite podcast names oh God, ever. Um, I'm a whiskey gal. Not only do I love the like metaphor of kind of like work hard, play hard and the, you know, symbiotic relationship between business and then being like silly and fun, which is literally an embodiment of who I am. And I also am a whiskey drinker. So this is just like, it's on brand and I'm a
0: water sister
1: and scouts, the water drinker. So there we go. You guys both balance each other out so well and it's incredible. Um, before we get into current fixations, I just want to know, like, do you have a favorite whiskey then?
3: I would say that my favorite whiskey is a Macallan 18. Yes, I mean, I, I I don't like to, you know, discriminate against the whiskeys. Um, I will drink anything um (laughs) she will drink anything so i mean it could be it could be fireball even if
2: it's bottom shelf (laughs) tequila in antigua okay and she doesn't know where it came from she'll drink it never again that was a lesson learned (laughs) never
3: again but Um, yes i 18 is definitely my you know i don't even know if i if i'm if i'm doing
1: that you know that's a single malt scotch and that is probably yes the highest of the high that you can go like like you have some style girl that's amazing Mm -hmm. and thank you so yes so if anyone I I feel like I haven't talked about this on the pod because Scout is just not not on the the scotch drinking game but Mm -hmm. I I don't know I got into scotch like four years ago my stepdad is really into uh, scotch he's from uh, England so he just I don't know grew up with it and we went on this like whole journey of taste testing and it was disgusting at first. And then I fell in love with the taste like whiskey neat. That's what I, that's my, my, or, yeah. my go-to drink order.
3: Yeah. I like a good old fashioned because I feel like the orange really just like kind of does it for me. But yeah. I mean, I, t- I started it because it was like the only thing that I could like stomach throughout college. I was just like, mm. yeah, Jack Daniels, fireball, whatever. And that's kind of what ignited my, you know love for whiskey for lack of a you know pun intended but um uh,
1: it's so sophisticated i don't know when you drink like a much like a McCollin and like lagavulin and like those types of uh brands i don't know you just feel like you're just like like a woman drinking fudge and scotch like i don't know know.
3: like who am i yeah it's you're so people are like People like, would look at me, I feel like, and be like, oh, so what are you going to have, like a, a vodka crayon? And I'm like, right. no, give me the old-fashioned. Yeah, literally.
1: <laughs> There's something masculine about it. We've talked about this on another podcast where like I, I started drinking it because I never wanted to be in a situation where – the men in the boardroom were like, oh, we're going to go drink scotch now. And then I wasn't going to be able to keep up with them. So I forced myself to drink scotch in order to never be put in that situation. And then Scout has I have a different perspective. Scout has a different perspective if, on that. She's like, if, don't
0: succumb. If I'm in a boardroom and they the say they don't want me because I'm not drinking scotch, they can go fuck themselves hard and I'll go the other way and have a really great yeah, business literally. day myself.
3: Uh, we are here for both
2: perspectives. And isn't it just crazy, like, the things that uh, we think about as women, like, that if I'm ever in this scenario, and, like, we all do that, too. And I'm, I, I'm constantly just, like, I think of things, and I'm like, wow, my fiancé literally never even has to have that thought because he's a man. Like, it's just nuts. Or not
0: only that, not only that, I have built my entire career around women only. So I have an agency that only represents female clients. Hell yeah, sister. And I'll take, I'll take a male client every now and then, but... I have to vibe with their energy. I have to know who they are. I will not just take any male client. So I've, for some reason, and I don't know why, but I had that hunch when I was really young that working with men in the workplace sounded sticky and it sounded problematic and it sounded interestingly not cool. And so I've just gone the other way and I said, okay, well, I'm just going to work with women. I I just don't even want to put myself in a position where... I'm either devalued or I feel insecure or I feel less than. I'm just going to only work with women.
2: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's always going to be a safe bet. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not always. <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> not a safe bet. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: I so mean, it's better than the
2: alternative.
3: Yeah,
1: it's yeah for yeah. sure, for sure. And I mean, yeah, Scout and I are huge proponents of women. I mean, we only have women on the pod, which is so crazy. The only men we've ever had was our significant others, and that was that was interesting but yeah we've only <laughs> had a handful as well
2: mm-hmm. like our really energy. really sp- yeah totally and like i love it and i think it has its place in all of our lives but women just are a different vibe like we're different creatures we operate differently yeah,
1: yeah. in every aspect
2: yep.
1: yep okay let's do
0: current fixations scout what is your current fixation so my current fixation, I brought it out to show the Zoom, not the podcast because this is audio, but it is the Olive and June Heel Bomb. So I have suffered. I got this from my dad. I have really terrible cracked heels, and I get one of those – I don't know what it's called, but it's like a thing that you shave off the dead like skin. the, and then the cracks. <laughs> oh yeah, God. it's so gross, and every time I do it, I kind of want to puke because I'm just – But it's so it works so well. But once I would do that, and then the cracks would go away, the bottoms of my heels would just be so dry and really, really coarse and and kind of rough. And I don't remember who it was, I was talking to someone and and I realized that we do a lot with skincare, etc. But we really neglect our feet in many ways. And so Um, I historically have very, very dry heels, and Olive and June came out with a heel balm. It's an overnight treatment, and I wash my feet before I go to bed anyways, and so I'll just apply this to my heel, and it's really, really great. I will say, and I'm not trying to bash this company. I just want to put something out there in case anyone from this company listens. I ordered the Olive and June, which I'm a huge fan of Olive and June in general. I ordered their manicure set. In the beginning of quarantine, and it took a very long time to get to my house. It was a total mess; things were missing, and it w- it was totally it was COVID. It was it was a month into COVID, and everything was fucked up, and the manufacturers were fucked up, and the distribution was fucked up. So, it was totally fine, and I knew they were overwhelmed and everything. I ordered this heel bomb January 2021, and did not get it until March. And they blamed it on COVID. Ooh. And it kind of bothered me a little bit because we've been in this game for a, for a, for the amount of time that you know what your distribution and manufacturer can handle yeah. with the COVID situation. Yeah. And so I feel like you had a year to figure just, it out. No, I think that they're just selling shit that they don't actually have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how, that's how Aritzia thing. is. They
1: sell things and then don't ship it for months. And I'm like, excuse me, where's my... Where's my sweatsuit? I need a new sweatsuit and they're just like, Oh yeah, like that's not shipping till June And I'm
0: like
2: Yeah.
3: And
0: it's no like I won't so I won't even want d- it in June. Yeah, and
2: the whole yeah. point of like shopping online is to have that convenience factor. So oh, Right.
0: I yeah. Get that. So I don't know. I don't know if they just have some like a cog in the wheel with their distribution, mm-hmm. but they are a female led small business, amazing products and this heel bomb is incredible. Yeah. So I really, really love it and I'm just happy it showed up. at Yeah, finally. Yeah, just fair warning. Better late than never.
1: Yeah. Amazing. So micro fixation. I just discovered this new podcast called The Daily Shine. It's by the Shine app and it is a podcast meets meditation. These are like 10 minute episodes daily. They come into your little podcast app in the morning. Um, You put it on and it's a meditation. Like I, I don't know why this is not more popular this type of format like Mm -hmm. there's obviously a lot of meditation apps it's audio based so why not have something where it's a new fresh piece of content every single day and they focus around a a different topic so today I did one called you are resilient because yes and (laughs) honestly they're just so delightful and they're very quick so it feels really just like a nice way to ground and start your day um I've just been I've always never known where to look for meditations. I, I do I've done Insight Timer, I've done Calm, I've done Headspace. I don't know, nothing never ever clicked and maybe because I had to pay for it or what have you, but this is this is a podcast. So it's just a nice little free resource for you to ground your day. I love that's
2: great. And I mm-hmm. think spot a high spot a high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spotify actually recently came out with something similar and I tried it but it's kind of like they have like a radio show and then a meditation and then like a few songs and I'm like I don't care about the radio show I don't care about these random people talking about random shit that's not the first thing I want to hear in the morning and that was kind of just turn off for me so I was like Yeah, no, next no, but that sounds so nice
1: yeah, why isn't there like just an episode of the meditation like I don't want to skip through and have to find the meditation da 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 it's like no, this this podcast is focused like you just start it and it's the meditation. Like I it love is that. fabulous. I cool. highly, highly recommend. Yeah, we
2: yeah. wrote it down. Pro tip. Oh, gonna check yeah, look it look out.
1: All these pro tips today. Yeah, There's so many. I love you know? it. Okay, <laughs> let's start with Jessica. What is your current fixation?
3: Um, so we were like brainstorming <laughs> we're this like, what? We don't when have we fixations. when we were like thinking but about of it. Of course we, were, we like, do. We just
2: had to think about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, even so, I mean, like. It was hard to not, like, think about fixations, like, just around work. Yeah. Because, like... Or, like, all we do is work. Oh, that's all we do. Um, but I, I would say that I have, like, two. And I thought of one, like, while we were speaking. Um, cause I didn't realize how specific, uh, yeah. you know, she's like the heel bomb. The heel and I'm bomb. like, <laughs> my, my current fixation is growing a dump truck. Um, that's pretty much all I've got going on. I just want to grow a fatty. <laughs> a uh, fat ass. are you talking about your butt? <laughs> a
1: fat oh yes. Ass, yeah. Yes. The dump
3: truck. It's to it's grow it's
1: a fat ass.
3: Oh dump. wow. Okay. I <laughs>
0: thought you were talking about an actual <laughs> oh, truck. This and is how, like, oh, this Lord. is how out of touch we are. We're like. What dumpster Can you repeat that? Can you repeat that phrase? Don't feel
2: bad. Literally, the only (laughs) way you would know a dump truck is an ass is if you're on TikTok, because that
1: is the only place that that is referred to that. Well, I am on TikTok, but we're on 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 different different FYPs. We Uh are on different FYPs. Okay, wait. So can you give us some tips on how the dumpster truck? What is it? (laughs) Dumpster truck. The dump. Yes. Dump truck. The fatty. (laughs) The dump
3: truck. the, The peach. Uh, fatty the with H, the pH, I know.
2: the glazed buns. Yes. Wow, um, a lot of terms. Okay. Yeah,
3: that's that's like been my like only like consist super consistent yeah, thing. Awesome. I mean, I feel, I feel like in the past like
1: few weeks and few months. Um, yeah, but as well, far what as what do as you I, do? Is it is it workouts? What are you What are you talking about? Yeah, How do you get yeah. a bigger ass? Okay, workouts. Oh. Got it. Okay. Oh, so uh,
0: squats. You're just doing squats no, every day. No, no, no. I don't oh, even no. squat every
3: day. It's it's so much more than that. I'm about to put you oh. guys on. So, does this I to do Pilates. I do all the shit and nothing happens to me. So, I mean, it is, I do a lot of weightlifting. So, I weightlift okay. like two to three times a week just she for, swole. just for like lower, like lower body. Like, I focus on glutes specifically. And mm-hmm. I do like hip thrusts. I do sumo squats. I do um, Bulgarian split squats, mm-hmm. um, you know, RDLs, mm-hmm.
2: like all the good stuff. RD- what is a RDL? Uh, Romanian deadlift.
0: Wow. This I is
1: literally have zero I'm idea with you. what any of that shit i'm with is. you i'm with you now well. um <laughs> i don't have these weights at my home mm-hmm. so you're going to a gym for this
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i go to a gym yeah. do you
1: i mean maybe your building has a gym
3: you can do it
2: from anywhere she also though. like takes these very specific classes called like glute house and mm-hmm. it's like the whole objective is to build your to ass yeah so yeah right.
0: we're yeah. out here i mean yeah. hot girl so summer here's my question here's my question so you build the ass. The ass is big. Yeah. It has grown in volume, you know, parameter, mm-hmm. diameter, whatever. Diameter. M- my my question is, because muscle I feel as if you can lose pretty quickly. It's once you, I don't want to say the word alter, but once you improve or increase an area of your body, the upkeep is the commitment. Like you have to keep it up all the time. Is that correct? Yes. Or do you retain muscle over long periods of time now full disclosure
3: i am not a personal trainer so if anyone is listening to me and i am wrong do not come for me but yes once you grow like an ass and let's say you wanted to stay a current like size all you would have to do is like lower like you wouldn't have to work out as hard as you're going because you're not growing you would just kind of have to maintain which is you would you could lower your sets you could lower your reps you could potentially even lower your weight um i don't ever foresee myself um reaching a certain threshold of ass that i am satisfied with i mean i'm and i also just don't <laughs> see my like i am like We're a pretty skinny person so, so it's like
2: evolving and i don't think i'll ever get you.
3: a fat ass i don't even think i'll ever get okay. like a super super fat ass it's a lifelong you know? journey yeah it's a journey
1: got it this and is, i'm in
3: the very beginning of that journey let me just tell okay, you okay so you got a while
1: we got oh, okay. yeah. Okay. We'll circle back, and I'll let you guys we'll know how back. the dump truck <laughs> <Keep> is doing.
2: <laughs> I'll keep you guys posted. Ate it.
1: Oh, okay, wait. What was your second one?
3: <laughs> oh, my second one was Celsius. Yeah. Wow, which which yeah. allows me oh, yes. to get the dump truck and God. not not in The fuel. The fuel. Yeah.
1: The fuel to the dump truck. This but is the
3: gasoline that we put in the truck and, and the t- in it. the dump truck. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but we honestly like. I love Celsius. I probably drink one every day. It's just not an ad. Just like it's literally just like my favorite thing, and it's it's I nice to kind of switch agree. from coffee, you know, because coffee can be like coffee can like you have the crash. It's like a little bit dehydrating sometimes, yeah. um, and so Celsius is good because it's like all healthy energy and whatnot. She's so a, she's literally addicted. So that's like my actual fixation.
0: <laughs> okay, that's amazing. I got introduced to Celsius because I did have a stint where I was working out at F45. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they yeah. have that yeah. in Miami, we were aware So of I was it. actually lifting weights and doing all the things and whenever i would forget my water i would just get a celsius there and they are they're really good and i, I think i should probably buy some for the mm-hmm. house because when i first was when i first was introduced to them i thought fuck no i'm not doing this energy drink shit this is terrible but it's really clean yeah. it's a really nice buzz mm-hmm. and it's it's really good yeah
3: and that's like my favorite thing is cuz like we do not rock with like the energy drink thing like I've never would drank a Red Bull or a Monster Energy or like a in Bang or like anything like that. Like that's just not our vibe. We do like coffee, but this has just been like a great alternative because it's like made with like
2: I don't vitamins. Know it, it's honestly. like healthy no. energy. <laughs> it sounds or great. Like we don't even know. But I know there's great. nothing bad in it, but I don't know yeah, what it has.
0: Like B12, biotin, B6. So it's like there you I go. mean, no, it's really. It's really good for you. It's just interesting because usually when I th- associated it with kind of like the weightlifting community, mm. I automatically on a brand perspective was like, this is a monster. Right. Of course. See, Not good for me, me But it's
1: I saw it for the first time at Hot Pilates. And for those oh, of nice. those L.A. gals, That's Hot a Pilates is like, yeah, so I was like, huh. And yeah. my ear, you know, they have Bala bands there. So it's like <laughs> I was like, oh. so it's it's oh. top tier. Yeah, it's cute. Okay, amazing. We love that. Okay, Olivia, what is your current fixation?
2: I would say my current fixation is trying to find a house. <laughs> it's really not fun, okay. but it's kind of just like somewhat no, of an that's obsession. the most fun. Um, <laughs> it is fun Can though. Can you hire me? Yeah, so I, my fiancé and I like bought a duplex November 2019. So we have a tenant in one unit and we're living in the other. And we've got really interested in real estate investing and yada, yada but now i'm like totally over this unit that we renovated i was like excited about it but then i quarantined in it and now i'm just totally over it i want to be out the street i live on is not good there was another murderer like two days ago by the way oh sick. and i'm just over it there's chickens in my backyard it's a great investment property but like not where i want to live right now at all and there's like no natural light and that kills me Mm. So, no, no, no. you know, that's just so every day I'm just like manifesting a big open space and a big house and a kitchen and like a nice porch area in my backyard. So that's kind of my obsession right now.
0: <laughs> OK, so you're going to give me your phone number. You're going to give me your budget. You're going to give me yes. your, like line perimeter yes. <laughs> because I am on Zillow. Beyond and I'll just send you the options. I guarantee I'll find you. I stay on Zillow too. I I love it. I'm not even
2: it's like great if you don't want to be like on a social media app and you just kind of like look and you window shop and it's great. I mean I look at stuff in like North Florida, I look at stuff in Texas, I look at stuff in like everywhere. I'm just like I just wanna see what's out there. Yeah.
0: If I see someone on TV and they're like, I'm from North Carolina, boom, check out what's in oh, Zillow in North Carolina. Literally same. I'm like, oh, you're flipping in that All in that neighborhood? Well, let me look it up on Zillow. Mm-hmm. Um, when everyone was moving to Austin this year, I feel like everyone moved yeah, yeah. to Austin. I had to do a deep dive <laughs> in the Austin uh, house market. And to be honest, people keep saying there's more land, there's more this, there's more that. But I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed with the selection. I wasn't impressed with the price. Yeah for, for
1: Scout, f- you're a realtor
0: <laughs> oh you have no idea i literally i know every house that's available in the market in a 10 mile radius of oh my God, house we love, we love that. that for you
2: yeah <laughs> for, for us it's like i know for me it's really important to like stay somewhat close to an ocean like i don't know why just being raised by a body of water i feel like i might i need to stay somewhat connected to any ocean um so like being in the in like gridlock in the middle of like the country scares me i wouldn't want to do it yeah. unless which is the goal unless i have a second property somewhere on the ocean and i'm going back and forth mm-hmm. but we love that that's lifestyle what we're manifesting you know i we're mean i'm out here that, just that's rich
0: like I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to swoop in and, and deliver <laughs> the manifestation. No, I love my it. I for it. Now, you know, she you, she like, said, can't I stop, am your realtor. You can't
2: stop thinking about it, you know? Especially like your space is so important. Like, it's where you wake up, it's where you go to sleep, it's where you so cook, important.
3: where you
1: eat your meals. So, where you live your life.
3: I mean, yeah.
1: We're, we're, we've it. always been so affected by spaces. I, I, I've never understood how people, I don't know, just people's priorities are different. And to yeah. me, like, being in a space that is just so curated to me and designed, mm-hmm. just in this calming soothing. I mean, you guys can see my energy. It's like a fucking, f- it's <laughs> like a firework. So my my space needs to be neutrals, clean, oh, I love that, very bare and minimalist. And like yeah. it just,
0: there's something about an energy balance that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have my house right now. I'm renting it, and it's so beautiful and perfectly curated in so many ways, but when you get the problem with getting into, and then we'll get into you guys and what you do, but the problem with getting into the housing game on Zillow is that you very, and I'm someone that needs change a lot, which is interesting, just like a little bit of change, like a new environment, a new project, a new this, and so once you get into really understanding the housing market and everything it has to offer, you very quickly up level your manifestations, which is a problem. Yeah. It's, a it's, problem. Nev- it's never deserve- a problem. We're all
1: deserving. We're Hell all yeah. deserving.
0: And I can relate too because I, I do love taking
3: on like new projects, new things. Like I I like a, I like a good amount of change in my life. So I I, I do
0: feel that. Okay, yeah, especially when it comes in business. So let's talk about business because <laughs> so what
1: a transition. that's what you ladies
0: talk about. That's what you ladies do. You have moved the agency that you guys run together. Can you talk a little bit about the agency, why you decided to work together, and just like a little bit of an intro into that?
2: Yes. So we have been we were best friends before we were business partners so like our businesses we consider the podcast a business although we're not making a ton of money from it we consider a business because it is a project that we show up every week for and do and we're committed to and there's you know different parts of it that we're running so yeah we were friends before we were partners and it kind of just evolved really really naturally we just were together all the time and we were like why not have two brains working on things two set of eyes you know, we can share the workload of things, we can support each other in that way. And um, we started the podcast first and then we launched the agency this year, January of this year, because we were, it was a service that we were providing as influencers for brands, which is content creation. And ultimately for anyone who doesn't know exactly what that is, it's just creating content that we are not posting ourselves, but we are delivering to the brands for them to use for a website or social media or really anything digital. Um, so we kind of just sat down and we were like, we can utilize our skills and really leverage it in this way where we're not posting for the brands, but we're giving them what what a lot of brands really need. Like we kind of saw a gap in the market for this content creation. Mm -hmm. And so we started mood, the agency, and that's what we offer. That's one of our services, but we're open to doing like events and trips and we're kind of just leaving the doors open for that. So we're calling it a creative agency. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's it's r- been it been great.
1: Yeah, that's that's really smart that you noticed that arrangement because usually when people think of influencer marketing, it's the influencer posting on their channels to their audience. Whereas right. brands also need content and like yes, and they need user generated content, but they c- they're not going to really like take the influencer's content and repost it on their. Feed or what have you. So it's really interesting. I'm going to do a little flex. Um, Chamberlain Coffee DM'd me the other day and they were like, love this TikTok that you did of Chamberlain Coffee. Like if we send you product, will you just make us some more videos? I was like, Fuck yeah, like I want three (laughs) coffees. Yeah, sure. So it was an interesting thing because they wanted to post it on theirs. So they were like, do not post on yours. We don't don't care. (laughs) We don't care. (laughs) And I was like, that's so interesting that that arrangement is happening.
0: So you guys creating a whole business around that is so smart. Thanks. Ilya's doing that too, where they're asking people to make videos of them putting on their makeup, and then Ilya posts it. But the influencer themselves actually post it. But when you say that you're creating content for brands, are you guys in the content, or is it uh, photos without you? Does that make sense? Yeah.
3: So essentially, we we offer both because you know we did we have backgrounds in modeling, and sometimes you know the client will request specifically you know we'd love content of Olivia or content of Jessica, but we also submit like multiple models like in our network and we'll say hey you guys can also pick from these and sometimes we'll just include ourselves in that I mean we kind of even prefer that sometimes because it you know it allows us to be a little bit more um, conservative you know we don't have to pay the model we don't have to coordinate with them so it is it is nice in that aspect but we do um higher models for the shoots as well
2: yeah and all that was another and part that we were like there's so much we can leverage here because we shoot with like our friends are influencers. Our friends are models. So it's not like we're reaching out to someone like with a cold email being like, hi, can you can we, be, book, can you we book you for, you for an hour? Yeah. It's like we're literally texting our friend being like, hey, do you want to shoot Friday? Uh, you know, and, so it's and, like and it we makes also it get so to, much easier. For we us. get to like
3: pay our friends, too, yeah, which is great. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone wins. Yeah, everyone course. eats.
0: And how is the experience? Because I'm always so vocal about not doing partnerships. I won't actually go into business with anybody this is the most that you'll (laughs) get out of me is working with Mads on okay sis um just because I've had really terrible experiences over and over again with partnerships and I've also taken total responsibility in that sense that I'm just a really fucking difficult person to work with as a co-founder I'm just not easy I'm not easy I think I'm so easy in every other aspect of my life well no like I'm I get along with everybody I'm friends with everybody I'm a good friend I'm a good partner but when it comes to business I just I'm just not I don't think I'm nice I don't know so how has it been working together have you especially since you were friends first have you had any growing pains with that? It's
2: been interesting to navigate, but I think it really what really helped us is that we kind of did take baby steps to get here. Like it wasn't like we were just like, "Oh, we're friends and now we're going to start this business and try to make a million dollars." Like the podcast kind of really really we worked out a lot of kinks like in our friendship and now partnership through the podcast because that was like a total learning curve. We had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Like we i mean week after week we were changing like our system trying to get a system down like fucking up like it was a, it was a mess but we worked through it together and i think it's taken a lot of patience on both of our ends and a lot of a grace for each other of just understanding, like, hey, we're fucking human. Like, if you say something in the moment and you're heated, like, we give each other the benefit of the doubt. But the podcast, I think, was, like, really a great in-between before the agency, Definitely. I would say.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, we really, like, worked out, I would say, like, all kinks, like, before starting Mood Together. And we also, like, we also just always know each other's intentions.
2: So yeah, like, we talk about intentions a lot. Yeah,
3: because we at the end of the day, we but we both know that we have the best interests for each other and our company in mind. So like, let's say that she says something that I don't agree with. And she's like, well, you know, and I'm like, well, I think that's a terrible fucking idea. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to shut her down and vice versa, because I'm like, okay, well, in her mind, this is, you know, she thinks that this is the best route to take. So I kind of, you have to remove the ego from it a lot and kind of put yourself in th- that person's shoes, which don't get me wrong, is a lot easier said than done, because in the moment you're like, no,
2: that's that's not it, but... Yeah, and I think it's, like, something that just comes with time and practice. Like, we mm-hmm. still definitely have our... We just bicker things out. We don't really let things escalate to a point of being a full-blown argument, but we bicker like sisters would, or, like, you know, or an older couple. Like, we're literally just... <laughs> yeah. We just go through it, and other people in the room are... They're like, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, no, just let us do this, because we'll we'll eventually... We don't let things escalate. I think that's a major major advice is just like you can work things out out and come up with a solution without letting things escalate and it's not easy to do that because obviously like the the natural reaction is for the temper to go up and for voices to rise but by keeping it just really calm and just hearing each other out and being patient has helped a lot communication is everything i mean we we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have solid communication with each other
1: I like what you said about the evolution of podcasting and I want to just like give you guys a golden star for even persevering through all the bullshit because we know what that feels like. And I think a lot, a lot of people that get into podcasting don't understand that there is such a steep learning curve and there is a lot of trial and error and iteration like there's just a lot of changes and little tweaks that you do along the way and that you learn and it is something that if you do it as with a co-host there is a growth in the partnership that is inevitable i mean we do it as sisters and that it's deepened our you know sisterly relationship tenfold but that's such an interesting idea of getting into a podcasting before maybe going into actual business. I think obviously pro podcasting pro is a tip, business. Pro tip: start a
0: podcast first before you start a business. Yeah, yeah, just to see
1: how you work together. But Mads,
0: you did that. You did that with your co-founder Lauren at Camber. You guys, you guys worked together in a more corporate sense, yep. but you had a year or two working with her, so you knew her working style. You knew how you guys collaborated with each other. So in a sense, that was kind of what the podcast is to them, that job was yeah. for you and Lauren. It's so true. So
1: talk to me about the podcast, um, Whiskey and Water. When did you guys start it? What was the impetus? And what do you guys talk about?
3: Yeah, it's been almost two years now. Um, it's been but like a year and a half. Yeah, it's been like a year and a half. And we originally started it like very like lifestyle- We didn't really want to give ourselves a lot of like parameters. Um, You know, we had topics from like dating, relationship, sex to like, you know, spirituality, numerology, you know, what have you. Um, And then we it came a time about like six months ago or so, maybe even a little bit less where we kind of hit a wall. And we were like it was almost like paralysis by like too many options because we were like, what the fuck do we want to talk about? like there's there's almost too many options we feel like you know we, we're not sure what's relevant we don't know what our audience wants to hear so and we were getting really burnt out like you know we didn't we weren't like we super were passionate we were, we were uninspired
2: at that yeah point.
3: we like didn't want to like show up it, it felt like a chore so we were like okay well something's got to change something has to change and you know like we're the bosses you know this is our podcast obviously you know we want to make our audience happy but at the end of the day if truly our audience then they will stick with us so we decided to take a pivot into a more business like female entrepreneurship focused podcast um which has definitely re-inspired us and it just felt really aligned for this chapter of our life you know starting mood and you know her real estate investing i also own another company so it's just been really aligned for us and our audience has not wavered at all and yeah if it's anything been great. we've
2: it's helped us gain new audiences because we have niche down mm-hmm. but people know what they're gonna get now when yeah, they come to whiskey yeah. water before it was kind of when we launched it was very like you know a balance of comedy and also personal development like that was kind of what we were going based off of But then, like, yeah, like she said, it kind of just almost to us, like, I don't think as a listener it would it felt all over the place. But to us, it did. Mm -hmm. And I was like this. Yeah, we were just showing up and inspired. And we're like, this is at that point and still now. I mean, this is a passion project for us. We're not paying our rent with this. Mm -hmm. So we're like, if we're not even getting paid, this really has to be fulfilling for us in like a, you know, in a personal way. That's not monetarily. So, yeah, when we rebranded, that was, like, the best thing we could have ever done, and it totally re-inspired us, and we've realized, like, the more you talk about things, the more real they are in your life. So, like, we were, like, we kind of dealt with imposter syndrome of, like, how are we starting a female entrepreneurship show when we're, like, not even female entrepreneurs, but it's, like, you have to we worked past that and we realized we recognized that yeah the more you talk about something the more you're about that thing and the more real you make it in your life you're manifesting it you're telling other people this is what I do and we were like well fuck it if anything it will help us just develop ourselves as business owners and entrepreneurs and believe in ourselves more and it has I totally think it has yeah
1: I don't know if that's imposter syndrome. I just think that's curiosity. I mean, Scout and I, when we started the podcast, honestly, I wanted an excuse to talk to all my girl crushes. And (laughs) that is what happened. Like, I always say, I've said this so many times but I like, I think podcasting is such a scam. Like in what other, what other world could you just email your dream woman and be like, (laughs) Hey, can I talk to you for an hour and ask you any question? There's, In no way would they give you that time. So it honestly was like a selfish thing for me to come to a space where I could step into my highest self-worth. I mean, now I'm an entrepreneur. Now I'm starting a company. And It it is a result of all of these conversations that we've had with these women. And it does inspire you, hold you accountable 100%. I mean, I do want to talk about this, Olivia, because I'm starting a YouTube channel. And I do want to hear about all this, because you were talking with Natalie about how, you know, it's very difficult, which I, I, yeah. Like, I kind of had a mini freak out, because I was like, oh my god. I just remember how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into the podcast, and it's just like, do I want to do that again? (laughs) Yeah, but it feels, I don't know, to me it feels a little different, and it's something that's just my own, and I'm honestly not putting too much pressure on it, Mm -hmm. and it's more so something I want to do to like creatively push myself. So I'd love to hear kind of, I mean, you both were content creators before this, so was YouTube just a natural extension? Like, What attracted you to that platform?
2: um so we also we do the pod our podcast on youtube as well so that was like prior to me starting a channel that was kind of the only like familiarization familiarization familiarity Familiarity. i had with thank you i had with it but i i've want i had wanted to for like years but i just never felt like it was the right time or or i would try to sit in front of the camera we would try to vlog and we would be like this is so fucking weird i can't do this (laughs) and then it was during quarantine that i was just i kept thinking about it i kept thinking about it i also was in my high school's tv production program which is where i learned how to film and edit so that's like where i learned the editing program that i'm on which is adobe premiere and so i i like missed editing things and miss being creative in that way and like whenever we did creative stuff and content creation i do the video so i like record it i edit it we kind of both come up with the concepts but like video kind of just felt like my thing and yeah so during quarantine i was just like you know what if not now i'll never do it it. let me just say fuck it honestly what i knew going into it what that i was going to do which has helped immensely is outsource the editing but i do the final edits so like the first like three or four chunk hours like you know that editing time where you're just cutting out all the fluff i don't deal with because i know that would make me just hate it but I'll go Got back it. and make all the funny little tiny edits that I like add my own personal touch. And that's how I get to feel creative with it too. And then it goes live. So that's been my strategy. I could not – like I – I have to edit a video that's going to go live tomorrow because my editor was out of town and I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, there's no way I could do it with all the other things we have going on. If I was doing the full edits of everything and trying to post once a week and doing the podcast and doing mood and like eating and showering, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there's no
0: way. I love how you talked about outsourcing. Cause I think that's so, so key because you can think about the entire project as a whole and there's always going to be steps that don't super light you up. And I have a coach and she always says, you know, you deserve to be supported in your business. You deserve to be supported in the things that you do. And, you know, because you probably support so many other people, you know, with Mood, the agency, you're supporting those clients. And there are people that you get to support yourself and the stuff you're working on. And in that way, it's this big collaborative yeah. web. So I think that was so smart of you to outsource just at this, that specific thing. You didn't say, I'm going to outsource it all. And ha- are you fucking kidding me, Luna? Like, stop. <laughs> She actually doesn't pick up on the mic, by the way, oh, so it's just you awesome. guys hearing it. Um, it like very, we need very, those oh, mics. so anyways, yeah, they're so good. Um, So it's so interesting because sometimes I find where entrepreneurs get stuck is that they want to do something, but they don't want to actually put in the work, so they outsource everything, and I don't think that's what builds an entrepreneur, but then there's that fine line of outsourcing the things that aren't going to – Luna!
1: She's, like, this little Pomeranian. I
0: was going to say, I
3: need to know what kind of dog She's this is. Of course she is. So cute. Don't forget
2: what like you, you were thinking. Puppy. She's like a little puppy. She's like looking at me like a little shameful ferret. <laughs> ferret. Ferret. Oh, hello.
0: <laughs> uh, she okay. bends into you. So she really does. Yeah, that's why I bought her. <laughs> Anyways, um, what I'm saying is that there's such a fine line between outsourcing the areas that are going to – Take away from your energy and ruin your creativity and bog you down because that's not a long-term strategy versus just outsourcing everything, right? And I think that is the perfect example of such a beautiful balance where you have the self-awareness to outsource and delegate the areas that you're not, that aren't going to fill you up, but that you're still meaning really in the process.
2: And even like with doing the podcast and mood, we have an assistant and she handles the things that we a don't have the time for, b simply don't want to do, mm-hmm. and that's been like so so huge for us. I mean, pretty much like we have a whole system down with the podcast. Finally, thank God. But she pretty much gets the podcast live, does all of our social media, like the stuff that didn't bring. Like you were doing this the Instagram before, and you would just you would just dread it every time.
1: Yeah, not fun. Yeah, yeah. So like it's 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 a real privilege to be able to know when and what tasks right. are needed to be or outsourced and also d- also just like what yeah what drives joy uh, again like podcasting YouTube all of these channels and things that we're doing it's supposed to be fun yeah. like if it's it's a lot of work I don't want to downplay that but it's spo- in the end like you're doing it to have fun like, like we sorry. well and we started,
2: started it to i think if anything for our situation like we started instagram to be fun and be creative and like make these right. beautiful photos but then it's like when you get bogged down by all of the actual responsibilities behind making that happen that's when it's not fun anymore mm-hmm. so i think right, it's about exactly. keep, keep about, about keeping it fun and outsourcing is a great way to do that
1: mm-hmm. um, jessica i have a personal question um you're on only fans i am too hell yeah sister oh you are okay both <laughs> of you guys are on only fans we started it together um, okay so so tell me about <laughs> it. What, what and, happens um, on OnlyFans? Is it like sexy or is it not is it just like a patreon type thing
3: uh porn <laughs> no i'm kidding no uh, <laughs> no no heat to uh sex workers we we love our sex workers yes. but uh, yes. We started by making a joint account so it was like subscribe to Jess and Olivia which made us really like feel a lot more comfortable with it because like we were like this is scary let's do it together yeah. <laughs> So I mean yeah that was another thing that we had together that we were doing yeah. Um. and yeah so I mean we post like content that we used to post on Instagram like like a lot of like you know back in the day we were like you know little like college girl influencers like posting little booty pics posting a little bit of a sexier stuff and then we realized sexier
2: modeling photos and yeah and modeling like we we shot i shot lingerie for my modeling portfolio all the time Mm -hmm. and i would post it on my instagram and that's like before instagram then became a business and i had to like rebrand and be lifestyle and family friendly
3: exactly so we ended up just like dumping all of that content that we felt good creating like i love shooting sexier stuff i just don't want to post it on my instagram because it's not you know like she said it's not on brand so we kind of just put all of that on OnlyFans now and um I I have someone that is running my messaging. Uh, pro tip. So I I that's also like a kind of like an industry secret. Um, a lot of girls don't do their own messaging, and I feel comfortable so saying that. Are you talking
1: about like pe like people like is there like a DM? So there's a
2: lot of different people doing this. So there's agencies, and then there's also like individuals who are offering the service. But yeah, like
3: on OnlyFans itself, like there's messaging right. and like that's kind of where you make the money so i like, get subscription and then you can sell like photos and sets
2: for you know money or people can custom request like you know Content. their name written on a piece of paper and you posing next to it and they'll Stupid pay shit. more for that whatever so that's like
0: what's the sliding scale that you guys get from OnlyFans? Sliding
2: scales and how much
0: yeah how much money do you make oh. from OnlyFans? like how much sorry how much i don't want to say how much do you make up. Total, how much would it charge me to consume your content? It depends on how OnlyFans? much you want to pay me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Basic,
0: but what's the what's the yeah like what's, what's the yeah, what's yeah the, okay. So yeah, someone yeah, can
2: subscribe to our profile and just see the content that we're posting on our feed for like twenty dollars a month. I think my subscription price is twenty now. I,
3: I lowered it to I lowered mine to ten. Or
2: they can be in my DMs, literally sending me two hundred dollars, hundred dollars, seventy five dollars at a time for for my sets for whatever for custom requests for a bikini photo with what three fingers like usually charges random shit
3: usually like we start at like
2: three fingers not like like you know know, a little (laughs) little booby coverage that like well, i was just saying like three fingers up so that they feel like it's a custom picture Uh, you know stupid like holding a spoon i I haven't gotten that but i'm just saying like so they know the picture is for them and for them only and no one else is seeing it type shit Mm -hmm. it's weird
1: people are people are weird
0: well how do like her
1: face i am fascinated
0: oh <laughs> yeah like, this is why oh i'm just confused as to why men are paying for it like on a business oh, baby. Day because porn's men are stupid. free photos you know are what free I think
2: it is i think it is the fact that you have someone who's a public figure influencer whatever you want to call it and now this you see this a different is side giving of them. you access to a direct, different, almost direct yeah, to access. another level of them that isn't being seen anywhere else, and I think that's where it is because they the, like the attention. The, the people making the most money on OnlyFans are influencers, and it's because the fans are their literally their audience. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's not a random porn star that you have no connection with and you don't even know their real name. It's like this girl that you followed forever, and you know, you feel like you're getting a, a closer look yeah, at them. Definitely.
0: Not and then, question, w- question, and I want to preface by saying I think this is <laughs> fucking rad and so fucking awesome. So I hope this isn't offensive. What does your fiance think? He?
2: No, that's a great because question. you're having
0: very, because you're having very. It's not just the subscription I can see not being such an issue, because there's no right. direct communication. But when someone DMs you asking for a custom photo, like. I can imagine if I was in that situation and a girl DM'd my husband totally. for a custom photo from him, I would. Oh, wouldn't and he them. already
2: knows that if it were the other way around, there's no way in hell I would let him do this. So the Just like, preface he's, it by he's that. my fiance because he can he, he can handle this, and we've been dating since high school, so he's really like grown with me. And if he had any sort of like jealousy issues or was like that in any way, we simply wouldn't work together. So he's extremely understanding of like my career, my work, the photos I post and things like that. Obviously, the messages don't like make him super excited to think about. But he also really just sees it as an extension of my work. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, I'm not like I'm not really sitting here. It's like it's small talk. It's, it's also how like are you. It's an anonymous. It's just work. I don't we It like on their end. We can't see even who we're messaging. So that kind of helps, I think. And I also am looking into getting the messages outsourced too Because that is definitely like in relationships And I think this is something that a lot of people are curious about They're like how is your like what how is he okay with that But I'm making enough money to the point where he can't say shit Like he's You know Like he's just like She's just sugar mama Being out here He's like You know Dinner on you I took him on
1: a little Shopping spree the other day You know I gotta Scout Give him his scout. Get on this (laughs) With your titties Like I can't do this I don't have the dumpster truck (laughs) I don't have the titties Like You are the one Guys (laughs) I'm already enough
0: Of a sugar I'm already enough Of a sugar mama I I don't need to Period This is true Yeah. Already enough Of a sugar mama But that's That's the tea That's fucking rad
1: we, that's the team okay the tea. wow this just like I'm so happy we ended on this note <laughs> this is fabulous we love it w- sisters if you want to start an OnlyFans, we actually got um you know pitched by OnlyFans to start an okay sis account but I think it's because they want to like start to rebrand yeah they definitely do. Problem. Like,
0: here's the problem with OnlyFans. if I were to start one I don't have a male audience so like you'll find they'll find <laughs> you they will find you scout you have the titties. titties. They will find you.
3: There's other ways to market it. <laughs> I did it. not. We'll I was not blessed.
1: <laughs> I was not blessed with the titties. Me, girl, the me either. Me I'm either. Still, we're working while There's we a we reason got. I
3: paid five grand. <laughs> 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 I wasn't oh, blessed wait, I with titties. Oh,
1: I love this. It's, okay, it's you fun. guys are so delightful. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, We're so excited. We're going to actually go on your guys' podcast right now. So we're so excited for you guys to listen on um, Whiskey and Water as well. But tell everyone where they can find you, the podcast, the OnlyFans. (laughs) All the touch points. Uh,
3: You guys can find me at the Jessica Experience. And me at Olivia
2: PW. Like password.
3: And us at Whiskey and Water Podcast. Yeah.
2: And
0: OnlyFans link in bio, baby.
2: And Mood the Agency (laughs) if you want us to create your content. Mm
0: -hmm. And yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. I love it. And you can find us sisters on Instagram at Podcast. We love you. Bye. Bye.